Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Ah, welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani. That is a clip from Young Frankenstein. It and sounded I... like you singing, actually. That wasn't you? <laughs> if you go back and listen to the old podcast, you'll hear me sing on the uh, show we talk about uh, Broadway. A couple of shows there. So that, uh... Or the show we did on Bad Singing. Oh, I think that was a... another one on Princesses. We did The Princesses. Princesses, right. Famous, the Disney Princesses. So uh, if you want to listen to those, that's on everythingoldisnewagain.biz. You can write us at Old new again at AOL.com. That's old new again at AOL.com. And the website is everything old is new again. Really great way to start the show, Dave. Thank you. That's the rather reanimated David Cohen. And, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> we are here because. to talk about Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, we spoke about him last week. We did uh, quite a bit of history and talked about the movies and Universal and, and the new movie that's out now with Daniel Radcliffe, or was out. It was in and out of the theaters really quick. Who is uh, from the Harry Potter fame, uh, and uh, Victor Frankenstein was the name of, the, of that movie. Kind of didn't do so well. Uh, besides having uh, a detailed discussion about Frankenstein's history and Mary Shelley, it's two hundred years old. The question is: uh, Isn't time to lay this legend to rest once and for all? Well, we'll get to that question. Yeah. But the first thing I want to talk about is Young Frankenstein. We had nineteen forty-eight. We left off in forty-eight with. Uh, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, and the monsters then became humorous and uh, the uh, subject of jokes and barbs. But now we've got young Frankenstein. Uh, Gene Wilder was tremendous in that. Uh, he helped to write young Frankenstein along with, um, with who? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, who directed it. And uh, I don't know, let's listen to a little bit of Dr. Frankenstein with e- Igor. Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You're putting me on. No, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Do you also say Froderick? No, Frederick. Well, why isn't it Froderick Frankenstein? It isn't. It's Frederick Frankenstein. I see. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced Igor. <laughs> and and as a kid, I don't know that Marty Feldman did the eyes with the big dis- eyes. Yeah, it yeah. kind of distracted me. But-, but I still don't understand the Froderick. How does he get that? It's fr- it's an E. Well, I before E except that to C. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what you're talking. Well, he's about. saying Frankenstein or Frankenstein, right? That so I he's get. Saying if you mix, if you're mispronouncing that, then but there's I'm no I mis- after E in Frederick. It's it's not yeah. Frederick. Well, he's a dopey guy. He's yeah, just trying to make fun, and then he's yeah. says Igor. And I'm just trying to bring the whole show to a grinding halt here. <laughs> anyway, very funny movie. Yes, <laughs> which was great, and that was the part that. Uh, uh, I don't know, that, that movie just got the ball rolling again on Frankenstein. Yeah. And I, I still to this day think that's, um, and I think you agree, one, one of the best incarnations of the Frankenstein oh, story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to a little more about that. It's just, just funny stuff. Well, you're not afraid to challenge the natural order, Mr. Frankenstein? No. And it's Frankenstein. <laughs> 
Now that's from the Victor Frankenstein movie. So I, you know, the one we're talking about, the most recent right. one, and the same joke they use there. Um, the problem with that movie, I think, is that uh, I, it wasn't trying to be f- funny, but there's right? a lot but, of quips in it. Right. So they kind of either you're going to try to be funny or you're going to try to be serious. I think when you're going both ways with this, you've eliminated that suspension of disbelief and that that this monster is going to be a problem. Right. And so when it becomes a problem, you think someone's going to joke about it. Right, Because exactly. you're joking about it right yeah. before he's born or, yeah. or alive, you know. So um, it doesn't work. It, it does work when Marty Feldman gets involved, I think, in Young Frankenstein, though. Now, that brain that you gave me, was it Hans Delbrooks? No. Ah, good. Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. There you go. I mean, Marty Feldman. Still funny. laughing at it. It's crazy. Right? Gene Wilder with that deadpan. Yeah. And he's trying to hold back the anger, you right. know, like you're a dad. You Abby, know? Abby something. <laughs> I will not be angry. I, 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 classic movie. Haven't seen it. You got to see that. Uh, yeah. It is really uh, up there. Then the same kind of a situation with uh, Victor Frankenstein. They're yeah. trying to show the significance. He is Igor or Igor, uh, Daniel Radcliffe himself. You have the chance to be part of something. Oh, what? Being electrocuted. Chased by monsters. And hunted by the police. Well, if you're going to concentrate on the dark side. So now you've got Frank and Victor Frankenstein himself joking. So both of yeah. them are joking back and forth. If you want to do that, uh, you know, it's been done in Young Frankenstein, but you want to try it again, knock yourself out. But don't then try to play this off as a serious As a serious, movie. scary movie, right. And that's, I, right. It failed. It failed horribly. I wish these people would come to me and you <laughs> a little bit ahead of time to let us know what's happening. And we'll give them a little advice. We should, we should read the scripts before they greenlight it. You and me. I mean, absolutely. Give us at least the treatment. What's it going to be about? Where are we going with this thing? And I'll tell you if you're going to be successful or not. Yeah. Come to us first, please, before you you make a big mistake. Or just tune in on the radio and everything old is new again. Dot biz. We'll take that, too. Uh, (laughs) And we got Phil Hartman then takes us to the next level. (laughs) And that was... (laughs) <laughs> best I could do, but Saturday Night Live, and that was a recurring character, you know. And again, yeah. funny comedy. This this character now, Frankenstein, is not. I don't think coming back to be uh, scary in any anytime soon. Uh, what do you think? I it's too bad because it's a you know the book was a great book, and, and you know, they just made a movie that was true to the book. I think it could be horrifying as as we heard in the last uh, last show. We could, Seriously, though, it could, but it's also been done. But I agree with you. But it was been done in 1931. It's you know, umpteen, 80 years ago. It, yeah, I think it could be time, time for another good remake. Uh, yeah. See about Sunday. Stars in the sky, look down. Remember that Tarzan, Tonto, and Frankenstein? <laughs> I don't, but it sounds oh, yeah. funny. I remember that. <laughs> Phil Hartman again, and they got the three of those characters together to sing Christmas uh, uh, carols or you know whatever season it was. <laughs> That's good. So you like that? There you go. Uh, I don't know. You don't like uh, as much as I do this gentleman, uh, Kevin James, and his presentation. I think he's yeah. he's great. He's got the deadpan uh, presentation uh, that Frankenstein needs in Transylvania too. Who's ready to fly? Me, me, like a superhero. Better, like a vampire. He's half human. Maybe the kid isn't supposed to fly. Quiet, this is how they learn. You throw them and they figure it out. Please don't. 
Here we go! He's still not flying. He will. This is a tall tower. That's why it's good. He's getting too close to the ground! You know what? He's not gonna fly. I don't know. I, I, I love... Uh, I, I say love. I liked both of those movies, believe it or not. The Transylvania movies? Yes, and I, I didn't I can't want say to. I saw them, so I can't comment okay. on it. But. Give it a shot. I didn't want to, but they have good music in them. They have some, right. some fun. And the Frankenstein character, uh, played by Kevin James, might be his greatest role. Uh, besides, uh, what's the... Ball, the, the bar- King of Queens. No, the, that's right. What about the mall cop? What's his name? Oh, Paul Blart. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun uh, watching that. And, but, you know, it's no longer uh, going to be uh, serious. Um, I don't think it's going to happen for, for this character. They tried it with, uh, what's his name, Branna. And um, is it Kevin right. Branagh? Kevin Branagh. And, Brana. and uh, Robert De Niro played the monster. And they did did a, back in the 70s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, a TV movie of Frankenstein. And it just it just didn't work. I think hmm. you're going to be sticking with uh, the comedies. When we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, Frankenstein and his impact on our pop culture today. On Everything Old is New Again. There's the uh, theme from Hotel Transylvania, um, and uh, I don't, it's worth a shot. I think it's, uh, it's again, an extension of Bad Monster Party. It's supposed to be for kids, but it's one of those movies that if you like those monsters, they're all there, and you can kind of have some What fun. kind of rating did it get at Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to uh, look it up. Yeah, look that up in the Oh, uh, wait, we'll wait, Mike is holding up. Uh-oh. If, if you can do it on one hand, it's bad. A two, two. out of ten? A two out of a hundred, probably. <laughs> uh, let's look it up. In That's the not a good sign. I, unless two is good out of the hundred. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, I'll tell you that, uh, uh, that as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> if you've got kids, you can sit through it. You can have some fun. Um, especially the first one. The first one was good, too. It's got the blob. It's got uh, all kind of characters in it that, um, uh, that you'll recognize. What, right. are, any, are you ever going to see, like, The Invisible Man? Are you ever going to see Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, The Wolfman? Any of these movies, it's all been recreated, even in this decade alone, the last 10 years, all of those movies have been recreated in some way or another, and none of them are making really big strides uh, towards, uh, I mean, even Dracula. We well, Dr. About. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is doing really well. With with uh, what what what's his name? No oh, I'm sorry, I'm confusing that with Sherlock Holmes. Never oh. mind, <laughs> never mind. Did yeah. they try to do a, a Jekyll and Hyde? Uh, I, recently, like recently, they haven't done that one. No. But they, they, I don't know why, because they're great stories. Why can't they do these these stories I just really think people well? People have heard film? it, and when you're a kid now. Like, my kids are just... A, Angelica's six, going on seven. She's seen young Frankenstein. She'll eventually, in a year or two, see some of these universal. So maybe they've seen them by 10, 12 years old. So when you're at that age, uh, I don't know. Do you take the story as seriously? Will you be scared maybe not. Of, of a reincarnation of what you've seen at 10 years old? I don't know. All right, we'll be right back to discuss this on Everything Old is New again. We'll start the arguments you are going to love to have. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Tremendous theme from Halloween, John The original Carpenter. Halloween. Now, yeah. John Carpenter, the director of that movie, 
wrote that theme. Really? Yes. I did not uh, know that. There you go. A little trivia. And uh, I play that because there's an influence in today's society, today's pop culture, from the 1930s and 40s horror movies, when I think those horror movies were at its best, or its infancy at least, where we talked about, or we've talked about Frankenstein and all these other monsters. Let's just take a quick look on Everything Old is New Again uh, to the stars originally for the original kind of uh, monsters, the universal monsters, and let's look, look at today's and see if there's any... I don't know if you can analogize any uh, influence. First, you had Frankenstein um, with Boris Karloff, right? You had Dracula with Bela Lugosi. You had Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. with Claude Rains in that movie, by the way, and Bela Lugosi in that movie. You had The Invisible Man with Claude Rains from Casablanca. You had Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Spencer Tracy, and Ingrid Bergman from Casablanca. You had The Mummy with Boris Karloff again. I mean, these are some significant, significant actors of their day. Let's just listen to a little bit of a, a mix I did to just hear uh, a little piece of these movies. Let's bring it back some you memories. Stay. We belong dead. Ah. Ah. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, don't hand me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. You're crazy to know who I am, aren't you? All right, I'll show you. <laughs> do you want to live on as you have? Or do you want to have your safe peace? Your reason, even... Blasted by a sight that would shock the lowest fiend in the inferno. You will not remember what I show you now. And yet I shall awaken memories of love and crime and death. So there you go. I mean, uh, it should bring back some memories if it doesn't. They're definitely, these movies are definitely worth a try, like on a, I don't know, Friday or Saturday night when everybody's in bed and ready to, you know, nod off, throw in one of these movies. It's, it's kind of campy now for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's the thing. It doesn't have, yeah. it sometimes doesn't translate. Remember, these movies are now like 80 and 90 years right. old. I mean, they're not going to scare you. No, but you still but they're, have. They're great, interesting to watch. And they're great acting in, right. in them with, these are great actors. These are not goofs. Um, I don't know. I think it's just interesting that I think that they have now influenced even today's uh, actors or horror actors. Let's take a look. You've got um, – I, I picked out a few here. I'm going to play the clip first and see if you can – kind of a little bit of a quiz for you listening and see if you can pick out who's who uh, from the modern-day horror. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say – why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. No pain, no gain. Maybe nobody knows how to stop it. Ended off there with Donald Pleasance, which is a, a very renowned actor back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, we started off with, you remember? I mean, can you give me an idea? Yeah, I can. I just have an issue with what you're referring to as modern horror movies. These well, things are all like at least 30 years ago. I was going to get to that in a moment. Because there are really good horror movies now. But anyway, yes. uh, yeah, Psycho. Um, I heard uh, Anthony Hopkins and, and Hannibal Lecter with Silence, Silence of the, of the Lambs. Lambs. Yep. 
uh, Freddy Krueger. It sounded like Night uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And then, then you were just mentioning Halloween. Right. So my, my point here was we're creeping towards more of the modern, but my point is looking at those... I have so, there are some name actors here, uh, Donald Pleasance and Anthony Perkins and and uh, and uh, Anthony Hopkins, that can be analogized kind of to the the stature of the actors in the 30s and 40s. But these are not monsters anymore. Even the horror movies now, they're not monsters, right? There's no Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman kind of thing. These are human beings that have turned bad. So I don't know if it's translating. Are there any monsters now? That are legitimate and scary. And you no, well, if you if you're talking about monsters that right. that, that are not human, um, those no, are the I, ones I, I, the closest I can get to are the what yeah. I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why, and I know what you're saying. You have any off the top of your head that are modern ones that uh, you're thinking of that that that? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Well, if not, uh, it's fine. We can move on. Yeah, Let's but but there there are some really good ones that came out in the last couple of years, and when maybe when we go to a break, I'll come right. back and give you some names. But that's yeah, in fine. terms of like monsters themselves. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that really true. isn't. There's the influence of the actor and the actor taking these roles. Right. That's the influence I think exists. The fact that you know we're going to create a monster. Well, you know, Freddy Krueger and uh, and the character in Halloween, Mike Myers, a kind of monster. But again, they're not. They're human beings. Uh, these other supernatural kind of abilities don't exist, as opposed to there are some other influences of horror movies. Remember, this is the creation of the horror movie back in the 30s and 40s. Right. So you can right. even put that all that everything under the umbrella of horror. Forget monsters and take a look and see what uh, what there is. I've got a few here. These I, I stay with the monsters. I've got one from 2005. You want something modern? The Gingerbread Man. You bet you've never heard of this with Gary Busey. Uh, a Gary Buse is a murder. Is murdered or killed on the. Uh, he's a murderer, and he gets caught, and he gets killed on the electric chair. His ashes are taken by his mom, who's a witch, who cooks him into, bakes him into a gingerbread man, and the gingerbread man becomes a murderer. Evil never tasted so good. <laughs> so that was a horrible, horrible movie. What do you got? Well, here? yeah, there was one called uh, The Happening with Marky Mark, and. Uh, that was actually really bad movie. Apparently, there's this like series of suicides that are happening across the country, um, and in a really frightening development, they find out it's the work of killer plants that, that are releasing a a uh, toxin into the atmosphere. Isn't that great? Uh, it's, that's great. about <laughs> as horrifying as it gets. But <laughs> uh, I wonder if the check cleared in that one for Marky Mark. Um, Doubtful. There's another one called Robot Monster. This was the 50s. A monster, I should say moon monsters, launch an attack against Earth. How can science meet the menace of astral assassins? I don't even know what that means. Uh, it's in 3D. <laughs> if you take a look at it, it's so funny. It's, um, it's basically a gorilla with a skeleton head in a uh, astronaut helmet and that's and he's carrying a girl that's the, the <laughs> that's the but why pitch would it, on it. the gorilla with the skeleton head would be frightening why are you, why are you putting the the helmet on top of the skeleton the skeleton head's a scary part <laughs> well You're he's covering from outer it space. up I, he's, he's it's yeah. a good question he's supposed to be a robot too by the way it's his <laughs> robot monster oh. so i guess that i don't know it's horrible well another one we found was now this this actually does go a while back but uh, it's funny uh, not not intending to be Night of the Lepus. So there, if you're a Monty Python fan, you remember the Holy Grail, where there was the attack of the killer rabbit. Um, well, these were giant rabbits that would go around and basically eat people. 
So there you have it. <laughs> I think it was 74 or something, right? Oh, and there's a line from the movie. Attention, attention. There is a herd of killer rabbits headed this way, and we desperately need your help. And that's actually an actor actually yes, said that. Yes, from, from a line from and the you movie. you may have said it better, better than the actor did, just right now, even, <laughs> without any rehearsal. I have a Frankenstein reference from 1965. Frankenstein meets the space monster. Uh, nice. It's really, uh, it's, it's really actually the Frankenstein... Uh, how do I say this? It's, it's not really a Frankenstein monster. It's it's the Baron von Frankenstein. Okay. And he uses the a, creator. The creator, and he uses some ray to defeat these things. It's a horrible. Yeah, thing. he's got other things going on. He's not just creating monsters. He's fighting aliens. So. As does Darth Vader. Listen to this character. Remember him? Of course you do. David Prowse, who played Frankenstein in 1970, the horror of Frankenstein. In 1974, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell played Darth Vader later on. What do you think of that? So there's some influence. There's an influence of Frankenstein on But I'm still not hearing Star Trek. Any Star Trek in this? It's been two episodes of Frankenstein. I'm waiting. You will hear Star Trek references, of course. Mm -hmm. But first I want to talk about, is Frankenstein the king of... Of all zombies. That's my theory and my presentation when we return on Everything Old is New Again. (laughs) Come on back. Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by the Law Office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal service for over 26 years. We're a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you're involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the law office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. When you're seeking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or are trying to find a job, your resume is the first thing that's seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job interview. Send your current resume to ResumeDrInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a timely reply with a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let them make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to ResumeDrInc at AOL.com. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. I feel like there should be like some thunder and lightning and rain yeah. at this point. That was uh, the beginning <laughs> of Night of the Living Dead, 19, I think, 62. But in the 60s, that was some whale of a movie. Uh, if you want to be scared at 12 at night and you're all alone and uh, watching a movie, turn that on. Um, anyway, that's a zombie movie. Of course, there's The Walking Dead, and between the 60s and The Walking Dead, there's been tons of zombie movies. I don't know. I'm going to throw it out there. I, this is a case where I don't have proof, but I'm going to say that I think you could argue that Frankenstein is the king zombie. Zombies are right. not alive. Right. 
They're brought back from the dead. They're somewhat undestructible, what do you call that, indestructible, except for you chop their heads off in the new incarnation, right? Back in the day, that really wasn't even the story, back in Night of the Living Dead and so forth. Right. Um, so the, you know, is Frankenstein a zombie is the first question. Well, Frankenstein, the monster was put together from different right, body parts. He had the brain of someone else in someone else's body. But now the way, not the way that it was presented in Mary Shelley, who has an intelligent brain, an intelligent person inside right. this creature, so to speak, right? But the way it was presented in Hollywood, especially after Boris Karloff left after the first three movies, thereafter it it became this dumb hulk of a right. being that just walked around and killed people um, for the sake of killing people, basically, right? I mean, that was... You tell me that. So, isn't that the same that zombies do? Except, I think there's an argument there. You know, yeah. Frankenstein doesn't eat them. That's yeah. the only difference, I would say. That's a big difference, though. Well, it's a big difference. What does Frankenstein eat? That actually should be explored. A I think he bit. was a vegetarian. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he, was he had a for the strict, sport of it. Strict dietary regimen. Um, <laughs> I think he was killing for the sport of it. He would. He would I don't recall I, him ever movie, eating anybody. In the movie, I should say, in the Mary Shelley, he kills Frankenstein's fiance and I think father. And why he does that is because of his anger at the Dr. Frankenstein creating him and putting him in this situation where he is a horrifying being and he's cultured in his mind and he can't even talk to people. So he is, in the book, he's aware, he's self-aware. And so I don't think that's a zombie, but but the the caricatures of him in the movies, yes, I would would agree with you. All right, so we're we're close. Uh, Write us on oldnewagain at AOL.com. That's oldnewagain at AOL.com. Or go to the website, everythingoldisnewagain.biz, everythingoldisnewagain.biz, and you can press a button there and communicate with us. Let us know if you agree with that. Let's uh, change gears. But before we do, we were talking about uh, modern horror movies. Right. I'll, I'll stay with the theme that the idea is there aren't any monsters per se now, but I'm going to uh, yield the floor here, so to speak, to, to young David Well, the, there's a few you know, fairly recent horror movies that have come out that I think were really scary. Um, one of them was was just last year called the Baba Duke. It was uh, actually directed by uh, some, I think, Australian woman, first time directing, and and it's become an instant classic. and And the monster in that one is actually uh, a character in a children's book, so there is a monster theme to that. Um, I don't know if you remember. This was several years ago at this point, but the Ring. Uh, the girl yes. who was killed by the mother threw, threw her down the well and came back, right. and that scared the whoa. Gosh, yes. I was freaked out by that movie. Yep. Um, so that was sort of a monster, and right. they made a sequel or two from there. Right. Uh, you know, and, and the third I'll just throw out there is a movie. I don't know if people have seen it. It's called The Conjuring. It's really good. Uh, rent it if you can. All right. I mean, there's a couple so, there, but they don't, ri- to me, rise to the level of what we've seen. But, you know, I think. But the classic of- monster, like like a Frankenstein? Right. Or, no, not it's really. It's just a change of society. That's all. I don't right. I think it'll happen. It'll come back if you can come up with something different. I think zombies are the thing of the day. And yes. I think, uh, let's face it, Frankenstein's king of the zombies. Let's put it that way. Let's change gears. Let's look at the music inspired by Frankenstein, first 1962. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from a slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash there you go he's he did the monster mash reading the monster right there let's go right to the next one you're a mean one mr grinch 
Cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Now that's not directly related to Frankenstein. I'm cheating a little bit, but that's uh, Boris Karloff himself, right? right? Yeah. And he made that go. Let's take a look at something you might not realize is influenced by Frankenstein. She Now, that's Aerosmith, and that was a song written by Steven uh, Tyler and, and Joe Perry. And the question is, why, uh, why is that influenced by, in any way by Frankenstein? I have any idea. No, I, other than the way Frankenstein walked. I... It's, uh, in Young Frankenstein... They have the scene at the train station where oh, Igor walk says, this walk this way. He's got this little itty-bitty cane and whatever. Right. And so it, and Gene Wilde is like, what? The uh, cre- creators, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry, of that song saw that movie one night and said, that's a great title for a song. Huh. And that's it. And they wrote this song around that title. And they'll tell you that it was related cor- directly to uh, the Young line Frankenstein. From Young Frankenstein. Funny. Uh, and then we've got um, something that really is odd, different, uh, but a good new take on uh, Rocky Horror. I'll insert. Okay. Um, and that is, I'll give it a couple seconds then. All right, and that's the Rocky Horror Time Warp. Uh, do you remember that? That's not a new take. That was 40 years ago. Well, it's a new take from the <laughs> 1931 or 1818 creation of Frankenstein. Uh, and it took it down a road that hasn't been down before. Um, was it a Broadway show after the, by the way, after the movie? Uh, I think it was. Probably, I think yeah. it was. But the movie was the was a cult classic. Yeah, which was over the top, uh, Fun stuff. Now, that was one of these ones where you would go to the theater at 12 at night, ran at 12 at night all the time, and you uh, would bring paraphernalia with you and participate in this movie. Yes, that uh, was part of the, the fun, is going and participating in the, with, with the rest of the audience. Right. Now, one thing I remember was bringing newspapers and water pistols, and at some point in time when uh, they get caught, the two characters get caught in a storm, um, Susan Sarandon and uh, I forget the other guy's name, and, and uh, you shoot water pistols at the people in front of you, and, and they've got uh, the newspapers over their head, right. so you're right there with it. Do you have any others that you Yeah, throwing, throwing rice at the, uh, for the wedding scene, yeah. Everybody okay. in the theater threw rice at the screen. Right. Uh, what about toilet paper? You remember that? I remember toilet paper. I don't remember exactly uh, what it was for. You, but... hurl, you hurl them in the air when uh, at some point the doctor, uh, I should say Brad, uh, yells out, Great Scott, because Scott tissue. Yes. So you tissue paper roll. You know, right, right, so right. Rolling right, that right, out. Right. Toast. When uh, this yes. Frank, which is Frankenstein, uh, proposes a, a dinner toast, you Roll out toast. Uh, any other? And a lot of lines were shouted out. I remember. Okay. Yeah. And you brought when, he, when there was a song about "Damn It, Janet, I Love You" or something, and you would just yell out "Damn It, Janet." That how many times did you see it? Twice. Okay. Once I was forced to go. <laughs> and then it caught on, or that was the second time. Once was enough, and the second time I was forced to go. <laughs> we'll be back, and everything. Let's do it again to continue. To catch a jolt from my now you you saw that the second time as a what uh, was it a date was it related to some what it was a date yeah. so I was forced to go the date I couldn't idea. say no she wanted to go 
and she right. hadn't seen it before, or she was. Oh no, she was a big fan. I was gonna say because there are people that, yeah. see, that saw that. I'm gonna, you know, whatever, ten, fifteen, fifty times. Right. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I I went once and you know participated. It was fun with some friends and all that. But it was like, oh, yeah, okay, that was an experience. And, and the then thing- I, I to her, I came off as an expert. Like I had gone a hundred times also, so I was kind of talking it up. <laughs> and then she says, "You want to go with me?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Sure, yeah." I Did she it. dress up? Yeah, yeah. So they all got dressed up. Yeah, and- it was our first and last date. There you go. Wow. What, it, was a ro- it was a Rocky Horror Romance. I'm confused. I'm actually curious to see what Halloween is like for anyone now, 40 years later, that went to that uh, movie and loved it. And, and The movie it. Halloween? No, ho- the, the uh, Rocky, Horror. Rocky Horror. Yeah. Well, they, it seems like these people would love Halloween. Did it continue? They get dressed up. For, in other words, they're getting dressed up in the middle of New York City or wherever yeah. just to go to a theater. Just to go to a movie. What's right. Halloween like at their house? They must be the ones that have the lights and everything. Still, right, right, right. Or having <laughs> private screenings and they're doing the same stuff at home that they did in the theater. Exactly. Yeah. I thought the movie was kind of horrible, to tell you the well, truth. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the funny part. It was, a, it was a terrible movie. Good music. Yes. Pretty good music. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, the, the fun was just to go and... And I, you know what? I don't want to speak ahead of myself, but I, there, I know because I have a teenage son. There is another movie out there. I don't know what it's called, but it's becoming a cult like that where kids are are dressing up and not not bringing stuff with them, but shouting lines because it's such a bad movie. Okay. I'll, I'll research it. I'll Find that. I'd, I'd be curious. I think it's fun to do. So is everything old is new again? We'll be right back right after this. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. It's alive. 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 Do you realize how significant this is? Oh, I have an inkling. There we go. That's everything. You can tell which of those was the lamest of the three. Which is? The very last one, the current one. Yeah, but I didn't think that that was terrible compared to the movie. Uh, You know, it it was okay. But again, they they threw some humor in there. Are you bringing somebody back to life? That's a time to make a joke. I just didn't get that. Not unless you're young Frankenstein, which was the middle one, and they took it seriously. They did. That was that's what made her. I mean, he was into it. That was the second one was Gene Wilder. He was yeah. (laughs) And then the first was the original Frankenstein, of course. The question is: Is Frankenstein still alive? And if so, why? Um, Just want to throw in something that's so out there, so. Just an odd thing that, you know, there's actually, talk about influence carrying over from the last segment in our society, in our pop culture. Uh, there's even an influence in Frankenstein in our breakfast cereal. Frankenberry cereal is coming your way. How about a monster for breakfast today? There's an imitation of uh, Boris Karloff and, of course, That's the cereals, Franken yeah. cereal, Frankenberry cereal. Did you ever have it? Yeah, I was a big Count Chocula fan, and my brother was Frankenberry. And your brother was Quake and you were Quisp fans, right? Uh, yes, exactly. I just want to make sure I get that right because you need to, there's certain things you need to know about. Them. Are you a Quake guy or girl? Are you a Frankenberry? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. opposites attract then, I guess, in some ways because I am like your brother. I, I was the uh, Frankenberry, Frankenberry and Quake. The Quake, the Quake guy, yes. Yeah. So, all right. I was so. more of the mental, you know, the, the Dracula. It was more, more of a and, – and, and Quisp, who was 
fairly intelligent, I yes. think. Yes, you're right. And these other ones are just like these goons. All right. So <laughs> yeah, here we are, both of us eating this like sugar, complete sugar cereal. The only difference was the shape of the. Right, the right. There was absolutely no difference. Right? <laughs> All right. Now, I have a different theory. We're going to try to change gears even more to the influence, and this is the final influence that I think that's so important from Frankenstein to this day. Without Frankenstein, there would be no lost in space robot. How do you like that theme? Really? Yes. I'd like we're, to hear this. We're going to start with the. Franken Jr., Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles cartoon from 1966 to 68. You remember this? No. Presenting Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hello, All right. Frankenstein Jr. We've begun the investigation. We can leave that off now at this point. There's a lot more that we can go into that. But that basically is a cartoon in the 1960s right. after or about the time of the Munsters okay. with Frankenstein Jr. It's a monster looked like Frankenstein, but it's like a gigant or a big robot. Okay. And it saves the day. And so, But the point is, All of right. course, that's a Frankenstein influence. Okay. The voice of Frankenstein Jr., if you recognize that voice, was this character. Let's see if you recognize this guy. Lurch from Lurch. the Yams family. Yes, that's the same voice as Frankenstein Jr. That actor's name is Ted Cassidy. And he, in turn, did a turn on what you were looking for, Star Trek. Oh. The old ones here, the ones who made us. Yes, right. It is still in my memory banks. Became necessary to destroy them. You are inconsistent. You cannot be programmed. You are inferior. That's Ted Cassidy, and he's in that particular episode. He was called "What Little Girls Are Made Of." That's when they made a second Captain Kirk, if you remember that. Mm, okay, but anyway, but you got <laughs> so you got your Star Trek reference in, and a we'll second check that box he, off. He appeared again, okay. on Star Trek in the Cobra Knight man- maneuver. We will Hold on that. Let him sweat for a change. There's our friend William Shatner. Now, Shatner gave a little bit of a, an assist to Ted Kennedy, to Ted Kennedy, to Ted <laughs> Cassidy, um, because Ted Cassidy was also... You uh, rang? <laughs> the voice of the Gorn in Star Trek. Just to let you know, he was the voice of the, the Gorn. Gorn. Okay. Not the actor in the outfit, which was Bobby Clark, and we interviewed him in the past. Right. Anyway, I, I, I digress. We, we now... <laughs> At what, I, what point did you I digress? I digress from my digression. <laughs> we now are going to go to then uh, Ted Cassie continuing. He did a version of Ben Grimm. Step aside, Stretcho. If you ain't gonna clobber him, let me do it. That's the 1978 version of the Fantastic Four. In that same cartoon is a gentleman by the name of Dick Tufeld, who's the Fantastic Four intro. Though they crash-landed safely, the strange and powerful rays had changed each one of them, transforming their leader, Reed Richards, into the plastic-skinned Mr. Fantastic. Does that voice sound familiar to you? No. Oh, oh it does. See. It this, does. This guy. As you recall, we left our space pioneers under bombardment by alien missiles, unaware that they were all doomed to an incredible frozen fate. Dick Tufeld who, Tufeld, who was the intro on Fantastic Four, did an, the narration on Lost in Space. And by the way, he was also the voice, the voice of, of the robot. So without Frankenstein, there would be no robot on Lost in Space. Okay, so that was a really long window. Wait, let me encapsulate yes. that. So uh, we start with Frankenstein, the movie. 
flash forward a hundred years or something to this Frankenstein Frankenstein Junior thing, yes. which was voiced by Ted Cassidy. Yep. All right, an actor, Ted Cassidy, played the voice of Frankenstein Junior. Flash forward, he played the voice of uh, one of the Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm, a cartoon. And the cartoon was introduced by the same voice actor that did the robot from Lost in Space. Correct. Wow. <laughs> There's a red herring there. I'm, re- I'm actually wrong. Tell me where in there I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> if you could, you know, follow well, I mean, my the whole logic. concept is so far-fetched, uh, but tell me where you're wrong. No, well, I, I don't see Let me see ask it. the robot himself. Am I telling the truth, robot? Baloney. Okay. Because <laughs> Lost in Space was created in 1965 before any of what I just discussed. Before the Fantastic Four. Before cartoon. any of it, before even Frankenstein Jr., Oh, I so see. We've got Seven Shades of Frankenstein there. Is that what that, that game is with the Kevin Bacon? Is that what it's called? Seven Shades of... Anyway. It, yeah. So all that uh, would have worked okay. had, had okay. Uh, right. Lost in right. Space been created later in life. Anyway. Well, at least uh, you fessed up to it. I did because I... I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I just love the Frankenstein genre. There's uh, a whole bunch of movies that uh, but, uh, that were created by Frankenstein, uh, you know, thereafter. I mean, do you love the genre? you go for it or not? I just... It's like enough... I, I, they should do a new one, but let me let me just give you a list of all the movies that have been made, all right, with not just about Frankenstein, but with the word Frankenstein in the title, all right? All right, let's Here go Here we go. It. Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, Evil of Frankenstein, House of Frankenstein, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, The Curse of Frankenstein, I Was a Teenage Frankenstein uh, by Doug Viviani, <laughs> Frankenstein 1970, Frankenstein's Daughter, The Revenge of Frankenstein, The Evil of Frankenstein, Frankenstein Conquers the World, Frankenstein Meets a Space Monster. How about this one? Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Frankenstein created woman. Did you know that? Fearless Frank. Mm. Frankenstein's bloody terror. Killing Frankenstein. Dracula versus Frankenstein. Frankenstein must be destroyed. Dr. Frankenstein Frankenstein on, on, on campus. Wait, well, listen to this. Blackenstein. All oh, right? yeah. How do you like that? The erotic rights of Frankenstein. Ooh, hello. A little Showtime original. Flesh for Frankenstein followed right after that. Uh, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. little redundant title there. Uh, Young Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein, Frankenstein Island, Dr. Franken, and one of my favorites here. Where is it? Frank and Stein. You know she they missed? They made a, a I, movie. I, I love it. Oh, I could keep going. You missed Godzilla versus Frankenstein. Yeah, no, listen. There's three more pages. I just didn't I mean, want to take up the We've done so airtime. much on this. I don't think there's anything else that can be done. Uh, I'm happy to have uh, presented to you the best of Frankenstein. Let's just uh, see if we can say anything more. Sky means business. <laughs> we go back to <laughs> Marty Feldman. This guy <laughs> I meant business. You meant business. Everything old is new again meant business. Talking about Frankenstein. There's nothing else we can talk about. We are out on Frankenstein and all of these movies. Or are we? Let's uh, see what happens. Now that we've seen the last of Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Monster. There's nobody to break Exactly, anymore. we're done. Oh, that's too bad. I oh. was hoping to get in on the excitement. Who said that? Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the Invisible Man. Oh boy, we'll be back. Everything old is new again. 
<laughs> How about that? A little twist on things where the end, you think that we're going to be done, done with all horror movies. So what does that mean? We're going to do a whole show on The Invisible Man? Now? Yes. Now we're going to take a turn. He's, we've, we've talked about Frankenstein. We've talked about Dracula. Uh, we'll see. You know, will the Invisible Man re- 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 what does it say? rear its ugly head? Right. And we wouldn't know it's ugly because it's uh, invisible. But invisible. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, will it happen? It depends. If something happens in our pop culture where that uh, creation comes to life again, we will yeah. explore it. I still think they could do Frankenstein really well. It could. We I should do another could. script like we did with uh, Dracula. We did a script with, uh, with Hercules, right. the treatment. Right. Let's see if we can do that. Anyway, great to put in some references to Star Trek and Lost you did it on everything. Let's do it. again. Come on back next week. We're going to have some fun. The Muppets and the Peanuts.